previously on the Nature of My Game podcast. As it sort of pulls in and starts pulling up to a spot, it slows down to a crawl. And you see it just kind of drift slowly, and then it runs into that flashing light pole. Oh my god, Barry! His lower extremities in particular, like his pants, etc., look chewed up. Kurt, I know you have CPR training. You get back here. Let's get him out. As his eye is fluttering, you actually see movement behind the eye, and then a black beetle crawls out. She understands that, like, maybe it doesn't seem like he's breathing, but she is, like, willing him alive. The bug climbs up on you, you scream, and it crawls into your mouth. No! No, I don't, Tommy! (laughs) Coach Stevens, where the fuck are you? There's a bug! There's a bug in my- in, in me! In me! It went- it went in! It went in my mouth! Oh, fuck! Marion, what- what should we do? Do we- do we wait for the cops? Should we try to get out of here? Oh god, it's a stomach bug. <laughs> you see this sort of like black inky energy kind of go out of your hand and up through him. If you discover anything that seems strange, could you give me a call? Just a mild-mannered high school principal, huh? Ashland, Illinois, June 21st, 2008. This was going to be a good day. Barry could feel it. His favorite coffee shop, Hill of Beans on 3rd, had just reopened after being closed for two months of remodeling, and he had a fresh Americano in his cup as he took in the sights of downtown Ashland. It's more like one main street than a downtown, he mused to himself, but it was the heart of his hometown. The bright sun in the sky glinted off his Mustang. In the right light, it could practically blend in with the Midwestern sky. A good day. Barry went through his checklist of reunion events to attend. The informal mascot meet-up lunch. The mid-afternoon outdoor picnic and roast. Uh, What had the reunion committee called it? Bull and Oyster? In the Midwest? Barry had heard they'd done these before, but he'd never been to one. Still, he was excited to go. Everything's worth a try once. Barry sipped his Americano and ran his fingers through his hair. Those meetups would all be fun, but they didn't hold a candle to the main event. He had an investigation to start, and some old friends to discuss it with. He hadn't seen most of his buddies from Ghosts in 20 years, but he never forgot about their investigations. Now they were getting together tonight at the diner, and he desperately wanted to have something for them to look into before everyone left town again, or, in Mr. Stevens's case, got too busy with their other work. Barry liked his job running his dad's old garage just fine, but it wasn't exciting the way these investigations were. His heart raced when he read about unexplained mysteries, bizarre events. He had every alien show on the History Channel set to record on his DVR. But Barry didn't consider himself a great researcher. The others, they were really good at it. Mr. Stevens, Evelyn, Marion, they knew how to get to the bottom of a case. Barry liked to think that what he lacked in research skill, he made up for in enthusiasm. But today, today was going to be special. Today, he would lead off the investigation and bring something juicy to his friends. Barry pulled open the door of his Mustang and hopped in, looking over to his passenger seat. Today's copy of the Freeman County Gazette rested there, 
displaying headlines about the road to the November election and editorials on local zoning. But the real story was back a few pages. The attack in the park. Poor kid. Serrano. The son of one of his regulars at the garage. Barry turned the ignition and the engine purred to life. Mascot meetup. Reunion roast. Then the real business. Investigate the park. Help solve the mystery. His friends were going to be proud of him. So this story obviously opens with um, a group who uh, had an after school, like or a, a club, a <laughs> sponsored club in high school. So I have to ask everyone here, uh, what when ba- think back to high school for a second. Uh-oh. What <laughs> clubs and things were you all involved in in high school? Like what what were your activities, communities that you were part of back in the old high school days. So then, as now, um, <laughs> I have I have a variety of interests. Um, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that I was a part of a few clubs that I didn't care about too much, but <laughs> I was both a captain of the baseball team and a captain of the quiz bowl team. Yeah! Uh, wow. <laughs> Not to humble brag or anything. Wow. wow. Jesus. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I did occasionally have to go from from Quiz Bowl to baseball practice and so change from my embroidered Oxford and khakis <laughs> to, to, to baseball clothes. Love it. But yes, I, I loved Quiz Bowl so much. Quiz Bowl was like one of my one of my favorite high school things was being a part of the Quiz Bowl team. I was in the lightning round. I don't know if any of you did Quiz Bowl, but... Oh, um, we didn't have... My yeah. Wait a few have, moments, I'll tell you. <laughs> but yes, I was, I, I, was, I, I was often the anchor of the lightning round, um, which was always fun. I, yeah, no. Um, so I keep my pens in a little mug that has Sigma Lambda Sigma Chi Beta, which was what we called the St. Louis Quiz Bowl team. Um, (laughs) We were founding members, and it it started the end of my sophomore year. In fact, because we latched on to our ACE teacher, um, who was our physical science teacher, and we attached to him and were like, we want you to be our mentor for this. We want you to like lead us in a quiz bowl team because he had had some experience with it in the past. And my friends and my sister and I actually got together because it was a rule in our high school that every club had to have a constitution. Ooh. And we Fancy. set out to write a constitution by meeting in the library one day and I found the original document. We 
called our our like our mentor teacher big brother um the whole thing in the constitution yes and the whole thing (laughs) was written to have absurd rules and like dumb rituals and all of these things in it and it did have some actual rules and some actual like guidelines um one of the rules though was like to be a member of this team you had to have at some point in your youth wanted to be a member of nasa but like (laughs) through some like small physical requirement you're never going to be actually a viable (laughs) candidate for instance we all had poor eyesight being nerds say this all sounds like quiz bowl team humor like let's put a bunch of jokes into our club constitution (laughs) this is the coolest thing ever when we went to like submit it complete with jokes our principal called us into the office and called us despicable oh god Um, Ah! that sounds like a principal thing (laughs) to do to a bunch of nerds also yes it does so we had to rewrite it but <laughs> how are these how are these nerds misbehaving? They are corrupting the constitution of the exactly. club that they are purporting how to How dare you know. have fun that I don't understand? <laughs> You're exactly. making a mockery of the process. Oh, it was fun. Like we were always very disorganized and I did other things in high school, but like I loved I loved my I just have time. to ask who cried after the meeting with the principal? Uh, me? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is fine. And I was like, oh my god, I've never been in trouble. I've been called despicable. <laughs> Emily, did you have a round that you were that you that you tended to play in? Or was it small enough that you'd played in all the rounds? I did I did a lot of it. We were pretty small and like the the I mean my best times or whatever it was like a literature based one, um, because I was that kind of nerd. Mm-hmm. Um or like, God, I could just like there was nothing better than the time I did literally have a round about presidential like history that it was themed around assassination attempts. And nice. luckily me, I know Stephen Sondheim's assassins. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, this is my time. Put me in, coach. Time to shine. <laughs> I once had a lightning round that was the Greek alphabet. Oh, boy. And it, that was, it was my senior year, and I was, at the time, taking a Greek class Oh. Like a literally a Greek language class. Perfect. So yeah, that was great. I think that, you that felt actually like got the us big to man state. on campus at that point oh, yeah. when they're coming into that one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Lacey, what about you? I I I also did quiz bowl. It was but I didn't do it in high school. I don't know. I think by the time I got to high school I was like, I'm tired of this. My anxiety yeah. <laughs> and I was and I was also in lightning rounds and stuff like that a lot. Like I really when I was in it in middle school and stuff, I didn't get taken out a lot, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm tired of this. It's too much pressure. Yeah. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of pressure. I mean, I was an annoying theater kid. I was a theater <laughs> kid. I was a choir kid. Hell yeah. I was, Hell yeah. I was, in the, I, was, I was in the acapella choir. Uh, Hell yeah. You, know. you had that in yeah. high school? I love that. Oh, love yeah, it. yeah. It was small. I mean, we called it madrigals, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was... I was in yeah. Madrigals in my school. <laughs> I was in Madrigals. Uh-huh. You know, the peak, peak season was, you know, Christmas. It just before. Oh, yeah. We hit up every You do low how rose air blooming and shit, and it's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, our favorite thing, which I mean, I, I know a teacher complained about it one time uh, in a class not realizing, I don't know, someone was in it, was we did that version of the 12 days of Christmas where, like, it goes wrong. Yep. Oh, that's exactly okay. what yes. I thought you were going to say. That is 100% <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what I thought you yes, were going to say. Yes, that's great. I mean, and I want to be clear, that, that opinion to think it's annoying is very fair, but um, <laughs> it was the only song we all liked, and so we insisted oh, yeah. on doing it every time, and they got over it, or they didn't, and that's their problem now, but um, yes, I mean, we did all the local, you know, the VFW or like whatever, the Eagles, whatever was doing, any, any kind of Christmas thing, we were there. 
And we had the magical <laughs> dinner uh, and all that. So, I mean, did the musical. So I was just an annoying theater choir and I, kid. I just want to clarify for a second. So the 12 Days of Christmas where it goes wrong, not the 12 Pains of Christmas. Is that true? No, it's like you start like singing like for mm-hmm. like a line or two. It's just the regular mm-hmm. 12 Days of Christmas. And then suddenly you start in. I mean, I don't remember exactly how our version went. They change a little. And like part of the group will start singing the... Jingle Bell Rock or something like that. Right, yeah. Like, I was going to say, this, there's a, yeah, Pentatonics or someone did a version that's like that at one point, I think, where Probably, they like did it. Know. Okay. 12 I was assuming yeah. 12 Pains of Christmas, which, so I, so I was wrong. I was thinking okay. 12, oh, 12 yeah, Pains no, no, no. of this, Christmas is, is that? that's I've an instant, ask don't the Krennic family about 12 Pains of Christmas. Oh, I was going to say, institution over at the... I think I think Nature of My Game podcast uh, star Mikey Krennic has <laughs> has featured the Twelve Pains of Christmas on an episode of his own podcast. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Sh- yes, I, I am positive that he oh, has. Oh no, yeah, we didn't do that one. I <laughs> I was involved also in theater, so I'm I'm with Lacey here. Theater kid, yeah. theater kid through and through. Also in and also in the choral group in madrigals, like which were two separate groups, of course, and like yeah, all of that. <laughs> yeah, I did try uh, my I think junior and senior year. They changed. I don't know how they changed our scheduling to where I could have been because madrigals was a class. So I mean, I couldn't be. I tr- they changed it to where like technically I could have been in madrigals and concert choir, and I did try to do it, and they were like. No. Oh, you couldn't. Oh, oh no. yeah, that's a terrible nerd. No, and so yeah, sorry. Anyway, I I switched schools between uh, my ju- my excuse me sophomore year and junior year. Junior and senior years when I was at a school that had like arts club support and like I participated mm-hmm. in all those choral and theater groups and it was delightful because that was actually the thing that I was cut out to do. I <laughs> foolishly. Uh, during my first two years, uh, I think I think freshman year, joined um, Mock UN. Oh, and boy. I somehow <laughs> I still don't know exactly how this happened. I intended to join at the beginning of the year. I ended up never going, literally never going to a single meeting until they were like, "All right, it's spring, and we're going to the actual Mock UN thing." And I was like, "Oh boy!" I showed up to the one right before that and was like, "Yeah, I'm going with you too." So I had <laughs> no preparation for any of this, but they let me go. I paid my fee and like went, and so it was me and the senior, the senior girl. And we were like, okay, we're representing Azerbaijan. And I was like, I have no idea anything about Azerbaijan. I have no <laughs> clue how any of this works. And I was punished for my hubris of going. Oh, no. <laughs> when we, like, she was very actively interested in presenting, like, resolutions and stuff. And that ended up in- involving the two of us standing up there and answering questions. And she answered the questions, and I just kind of stood there. And then... <laughs> The representative for, I don't remember which country it was, was like, I have a question, and I'm directing it towards him specifically. I want him to answer this question. And I'm standing up there in front of, like, a hundred-something people. Oh, no. And knowing nothing. And I just, I all I remember is just standing there, deer in headlights, just, oh. like, flubbing my way through it. <laughs> feeling like the worst I've ever felt in my oh. life. And that then, like, enough. sitting back down and being like, oh, God. And then, like, you, you can pass, like, like notes about things to other countries, etc. And then we were just flooded with notes about, like, what, what was that supposed to mean exactly? <laughs> like, what did that answer? How was that? Like, I'm not sure I understand. And, like, oh, it was Let's terrible. Let's just move on, guys. Let's just move yeah. on. <laughs> that reminds me. I, I had forgotten about this. Um, I was also a member of Science Olympiad. 
Mm. But I was a member of the Science Olympiad B team at our school. <laughs> and we were we're a really good science school. Like the the school sends a lot of like people to the state science fair and all of that. And so there we had a really good Science Olympiad team and then I was on the B team. And so we got to go <laughs> But just did random events and were not expected to win at all or do <laughs> any like preparation whatsoever. Yeah, it was no great. No pressure. That's great. <laughs> so I was doing like forestry and had not prepared <laughs> to give any answers about forestry at all. Or like one of my favorite events was Fermi questions, which were like you were who's the scientist whose last name is Fermi? I don't know. He's a scientist Hell or a mathematician. But your answer, it, they were like massive numbers, and so you weren't. You weren't actually giving the answer. You were just giving like the exponent number if you were to turn it into scientific notation. Like what? Like how big is the number? Jeez. Oh man! Yeah, I mean, it just failed miserably in all of those. And then got to, at the at the like award ceremony, got to cheer on the A team when they would win things. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of no pressure and things that are oh. great, uh, <laughs> why don't we get ourselves back into our story and our I mindset? Guess. Our our former ghosts 20 years on here uh, our, our paranormal team uh, unfortunately discovered the body of a former club member in his car some unpleasant insects crawled out uh, some beetle like things uh, and attacked them one of them uh, crawled into <laughs> Marion Hathaway, one of our My investigators. I'll name him Peter. And uh, we now find ourselves here. Um, Kurt has just successfully convinced some police officers that there are no emergency services needed here. Everything's fine. Um, things are good. They have go in and take a statement, and then you see the officers get in their car and start driving away. The EMTs kind of look around confused a little bit, but... After one of the officers goes up and talks to them, they shrug, get into their ambulance, and, and start driving away. And uh, I think the last thing that I'm going to have happen uh, in this scene before we shift over to Marion and to uh, Evie as they are driving away. Kurt, can you make an act under pressure roll for me? Sure. I've been rolling so well, so now I'm, now I'm worried. <laughs> uh, that is an eight. An eight. Okay, Kurt, how do you get yourself under control? The scene is a little um, frantic, and there were, uh, you watched that officer tread right over that, like, blood spot that was pulled, that had pulled on the pavement. You need to kind of rein yourself in a little bit. Uh, how do you, how do you do that? Are people paying attention to me at this point? Are people paying attention to the scene outside? Or are they mostly focused inside? I think that people inside, there was a bit of milling around. Once the officer came in and took a statement and he kind of seemed like he calmed everyone down, you saw people sit back down um, at their uh, kind of in in the diner, diner booths, etc. So it's, it's a little tough to judge if there's like, you know, no one's taking a single glance outside, but it doesn't seem like uh, there are a bunch of people paying attention right now. Okay, so Kurt's going to try to kind of, he's he's like breathing a little fast at this mm -hmm. point. He's like um, starting to sweat a little bit and he walks over to his car and he opens the trunk back up and he tosses his baseball bat in there. But he, there's also a, there's a gas can mm -hmm. in, in his trunk or like a, you know, like a plastic, um, like gasoline container. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of like pulls that out, like slowly kind of like walks over kind of along the path mm -hmm. that that Barry had been 
Mm-hmm. And when when he sees inside that no one's looking, he kind of pours gasoline over a few spots on the ground, and then um, and then just walks back to his car, puts the gas can back in the trunk, and then gets in the car and and drives out of the parking lot. All right. We now cut over to uh, Evie. From that completely explicable scene. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Perfectly I, normal I stuff. also like to unwind by creating like biohazards and just... <laughs> Hope no one starts smoking over there later. Oh, God. Um, we now cut over to a scene of Marion and Evie. Who's driving, by the way? Is it Marion? Marion. Okay. Marion, Evie. With the bug Evie. in her stomach, Evie can't... Yeah, Ma- <laughs> Marion, Evie, and Barry... And Barry's body no. um, slumped in the sort of the bench seat at the front of this car and, and Evie is is sitting in the back uh, racing out of they have left the lot and they are going to Kurt's residence and uh, Marion knows I don't know if Evie necessarily knows exactly where Kurt lives but Marion knows from correspondences that she has had with Kurt you know the address at least I'm not sure if yep. you've you can decide if you've been there ever at any point but you definitely know the address. Um, so yeah, maybe you, once, like a couple years ago. Okay. And you drive over there and you pull up. Um, and this is a good good little improv moment. Kurt, what does your home look like? Yeah. Mm. So I've, I've, I've been thinking from the moment that I, from the moment that I said <laughs> go to my house, house. Yeah. I've, been, I've been trying to come up with what I think the house is. And I actually think that it's a little bit out of town. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have to drive out of the main the main part of Ashland and out on kind of a country road. And his house is actually like back. It's it's like one of those you can't see the house from the road. You just see the driveway. And there's a lot of it, it kind of cuts through the forest. And then when you get to the house, it's it's small. It's kind of quaint. You know. Um, you know, it's it's not a it's not a brick house or anything like that. It's just kind of a small, kind of cottage-like house, uh, kind of set back. Looks like the house of someone who doesn't really have or want visitors very often. Mm-hmm. All right, the the two of you pull up to the front of this house with Barry's body slumped there um, next to you. What do you do? Uh, as we're pulling it, I definitely feel like. Evie, I was just so frustrated and upset, just like looking around, like sees we're going back, and is like, "Of course, he lives in the back, some creepy ass fucking woods. This is exactly where he would fucking live somewhere." God damn it! <laughs> um, are you saying uh, that Evie out loud? Hates Kurt yes, so oh much. yeah, she does. She does it like it's been twenty years. I don't think she's seen him in that twenty years, and she's like, "Nope." This My guy. hate lives on this fucking guy right here, Coach yeah, Stevens. No, uh, <laughs> no, yes, she does. Jerk. She does say it out loud. I mean, she says that out loud amidst like I feel like, unless like Marion has said something and she responds to Marion the mm-hmm. entire time, she's just kind of she's situated like behind Barry, and she is just like she's like I'm sorry, we're gonna, we're gonna fix it, we're gonna fix it. <laughs> yeah, Marion's been like watching her in like the rearview mirror, and I think once you. You start griping about yes. Coach. <laughs> She's like, okay, Evie's back. <laughs> That's a she, good sign. Shocked out of any of that sadness by like, oh, you know, let me hate, <laughs> let me hate for a minute here. Yeah. Which yeah, I can relate to. That's my to. Evie. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to like try to pull the car somewhere. Like, I love that it has a long driveway. Thank goodness. Like, we'll pull the car up somewhere. Like, you certainly can't see it from the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you certainly, it's not right by the house. Mm-hmm. Off, off a little ways. Okay. 
And I think we'll park it and get out and close it down again. Okay. All right. So you park the car and and get out. Are you leaving Barry, Barry in the car? Is that what you're doing? I kind of think we should for I now. guess I have to ask you, you know, so what is your, what's your general plan here? Because you're here now at <sighs> Kurt's house. Kira, um, Barry's body is in the car. What's your next steps? He does have at least that, like, word on him or whatever so right. That yes, I, he does. You, so you can look still... at anytime you look at him, you still see this, like, smoky blackness that appears to be covering sort of any, for lack of a better term, any sort of, like, orifice or entryway, like the ears, the eyes, nose, mouth, etc. I, so Marion is, has, like, been very, very rattled by all mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. Because, as Coach alluded to, she she's used to dealing with weird stuff. She's not used to dealing with this kind of stuff with other people around Mm -hmm. um, in the sense of like people in on it with her that she has to kind of account for. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she loves Evie. Evie is one of her oldest friends. And yet she's been kind of sitting there the whole time watching Evie freak out being like, God damn it. (laughs) This is I can't tell if this is going to be harder or if this is going to be easier. Mm hmm. And I think what she really wants to do is she wants to do a certain move that she gets to do at the start of an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, I am in good standing mm-hmm. uh, with a with a certain sect. Um, yes. And I would really like to contact Pythia and see if that they are going to be able to provide hopefully some useful info or some form of help in the field. Okay. I, I've been wondering how I contact Pythia. So it, just for a second, for our yeah. um, huh. listeners' edification, tell us very briefly what Pythia is. Pythia, for the Greek nerds, the Greek mythology nerds around you, is the name of the seer, the oracle at Delphi. And Marion belongs to the modern day, it has survived this entire time version of the Delphic oracle. Um, They call themselves Pythia. Um, Their specialty is both in seeing the future and responding appropriately, which is how they have managed to actually continue Mm -hmm. when to the world they were dismantled 1500 years ago. So cool. And they, they also, because back in the day, you know, you would come to them for advice and, and help and prophecy. And whenever you go into ground, you can't do that so much anymore. So now they also train people to go out and like deal with some of those the weirder monster shit that mm-hmm. comes up that they see in their visions. And Marion is one such person who is able to go out in the world and fight some monsters. She's got some. So, she got some knives. She's an oracular fixer. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Exactly. That's <laughs> amazing. This is this is easy. You've done yes. this many times before. What you do, you contact your mentor. She is also your sort of point of contact. She passes word down to you um, mm-hmm. when you are needed for uh, important uh, missions, field work, etc. She's she's your general point of contact for okay. for the the sect. So uh, for the Delphic Oracle. <laughs> so you can call her. You can text her on your flip phone. <laughs> um, gotta, gotta love that 2008 realism. <laughs> she's available. Right. So, uh, what? However, T9. how would you like to contact her? Um, yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna shoot her a quick text. I think first. Okay. That's it. Just yeah, definitely a T niner. Mm-hmm. 
do my little um and i'm just gonna say helen i have an issue here wasn't expecting one it's not great i've got a stomach bug that's a bug she says in caps in the in the text help question mark okay hold on let me get this straight your mentor's name is helen yeah Amazing. Pure coincidence. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> she is hot, but you know, pure coincidence. Yeah. Everyone's hot, as we've established early yes. on. <laughs> Roll plus charm for me to use your yeah. mystery, your special mystery investigation move. This could go well or quite poorly. That is a seven. A seven. That's, that's doable. Yep. <laughs> okay. So. You, she does actually text you back fairly quickly. She's always been fairly responsive. So mm. you're standing sort of after this text is sent, not really sure what to do. Um, and she get you get a text back that says, need more info about this bug. Um, find out what you can. Mm. I will contact oracles to try to get vision. Gotcha. And I will say, fun fact, uh, Evie doesn't know that that any of this is a part of Marion's life. Mm-hmm. And right, so... Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, Evie just sh- watches her friend shooting her off text. this quick text. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, okay, no the big. moment, like, especially for the explanation. <laughs> but I, I think she definitely, even though she's still upset, like, she's like, who the fuck are you texting? A friend who might be able to help. I don't know. Sometimes they know things. They're pretty good at knowing things. You have, you're friends with people who just know whatever, whatever. Fine, okay, fine. Uh, I think at this point Kurt pulls up in his vehicle. Before before I before I went home, mm-hmm. um, I would love to swing by a gas station and grab a newspaper to see okay. what I can find out about okay. the missing person. Sure, sure. Um, you pull into Herald. a newspaper. You pull up into a uh, gas station. You pull get a newspaper. You it it looks like actually it is not. I will say it's not the most current issue of the paper that has this. Love a handout. <gasps> Look at it. Oh, it's it's not the Gazette. <laughs> it's the Freeman County Gazette. It's not the Ashland Herald. I was wrong. How, how, what a silly mistake. Oh, it's blood spattered. <laughs> I was going to say, damn. Why is it blood spattered? Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone in the gas station is dead. Uh, you know what? Let's just go ahead and I will say at this point, during the drive over... The thing that was crumpled in Barry's hand. Oh shit! That became obvious. It was this article crumpled in his hand, cut out from the paper. Barry and his wonderful investigative skills. And that is why it is blood spattered. And this is also why I can share with all three of you. Kurt finds this in a fresh paper. Um, The two of you see this in his hand. Um, And whoever uh, would like, who who wants to read this aloud? I'm happy to. All right, Eric. Would you like to read the article for our listeners? Sure, from the Freeman County Gazette, June 21st, 2008. Police baffled in Freely Park attack. Police continue to search for leads on the Wednesday attack, which resulted in a 19-year-old Ashland resident being hospitalized. Joseph Serrano, a recently graduated senior, was found unresponsive in the north end of Freely Park around 9.30 p.m. Wednesday evening. Witnesses reported Serrano's clothes appeared to be shredded and wounds covering with wounds covering his body he was rushed to st stephen's hospital where he remains in critical condition the freeman county police department have put have put out a request to 
to the community for anyone who may have witnessed anything unusual in the area of Freely Park on Wednesday to come forward. When pressed for possible explanations, police spokeswoman Deborah Shaw said the incident is being investigated as an animal attack, but that all avenues of inquiry remain open. <sighs> I don't like it. I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> Not great. Um, so the one other thing I'll say is that when Kurt arrives at his house, he pulls up to like a little shed that is off, uh, that is off the house. He gets out, he opens the door to the shed, he pulls the car into the shed, brings the bat out, and then closes <laughs> the door of the shed and, and locks the shed. And then walks up to, totally to normal. Evie and Mary. <laughs> normal shit. Again, I'm just going to keep focusing. Very, <laughs> very normal behavior. I write in my notes, Kurt's locked creeper shed. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing in my notes, Kurt's being very normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he walks up and says, everything's everything's fine at the diner. Uh, I, t- I took care of things. Um, Thank you. What's, what's the situation here? So I've got a bug inside me. Not loving that. I don't, I don't know how worried about that I should be, but I don't think we were followed as far as I could tell. We've got the car parked here. We've kind of shut it. I don't think the bugs are getting out. Thanks to Evie. I mean, I think you should be pretty fucking worried about it, given that we're looking at Barry, who's full of these bugs. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to hmm, try not to freak out too much about it, but uh, it's not great. Keeps like wiggling. I feel it wiggling. Do you? Should we find a way to get you to a doctor, or have have a doctor be able to check you? What What do you think? I don't know. Is there a doctor that we can get in touch with here in town that like would be cool? Um, there are some local doctors. Uh, I know but are that... they cool with this sort of thing? <laughs> How cool are they? Are they um, we, we don't want any nerd doctors. So <laughs> Only jocks. Unless they're the right kind of nerd doctor. You, can, you have a couple of options. Mm. You could go to the hospital. The local hospital that is also mentioned in the article is, is the hospital that serves the area. If you think that would work, obviously question marks there due to the bizarre nature of (laughs) your medical issue. Yeah. Kurt would also know a local doctor who may or may not be able to help. Um, I think in terms of medical assistance, those are sort of your options. You, um, all of the rest of you, you have, I would say, normal kind of like (laughs) normal doctors that you see. Uh, So it is up to you how much you feel like they would be willing to assist. I will also tell you to keep in mind that at this point it is about eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could get in touch with, is there a, is, do we have a, a local doctor's name or do you want me to come up with one? Why don't you, this, if you're, are you talking about, um, your yeah. local doctor, then you yeah. can, I will let you provide the name for him. Sure. Or her or them. Yeah. I could, I could get in touch with Dr. Whitner. I'm, uh, you know, she's. She'd be, I'm sure she'd be willing to, to come check you out. And, you know, I, I'm sure that I, I'm sure she would keep things hush hush. You know, she's cool, as you say. <laughs> as you kids say. She can be, she can be cool. She's a cool doctor. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> she's not like uh, those you know, other doctors. She, she, she owes me a favor. So, uh, so I'm sure that, I'm sure that we could, we could arrange that if you, if you needed okay. to. Okay. Um, yeah, that's not a, it's not a situation I'm used to, to being in. Yeah, that might that might be a good idea. Okay. But I don't know. I just I I I, I mm, Marianne kind of pauses. I I want to get this out, but 
I don't love the fact that they're... Have you seen the paper? Apparently this is what Barry found, and he fa it found him. It's something out in the park that, like... I assume that the injuries and the beetles are connected, but I don't know. I don't. I don't want anybody else to get beetle shredded. I mean, that fucking thing—the one that got me—bit me good. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I don't think. Oh, I don't true. know. That's true. That we want to leave it inside of you for very long. I mean, maybe it's chill. I don't know. Maybe if we talk in soothing tones. I don't. I don't think these <laughs> bugs do chill, Marion. <laughs> Okay, okay. Ooh, that's fun. Love that for us. For me, particularly. That's great. Where's the where's the where's the other fucking bug? Oh, and and Kurt, yeah. Kurt pulls it out of his pocket. What the f <laughs> Well, I thought I thought maybe we could we could look into it. I mean, you two are the you two are the where? brainiacs. You always have where, been. Where are we fucking going to look at the bug? I don't know. Here. And he 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 like sets it on the hood of Barry's <laughs> car. He's like, "I'm going to go I'm going to go call the doctor um you know, uh, whatever you two need, like, let me know. But, you know, you're you're the ones who figure this stuff out, not me. And oh, he, he turns and, like, goes inside. Okay. And I do you go you go and call Dr. Whitner? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will say we won't have to play out the whole conversation. She agrees when you say, like, hey, I, you know, I need a favor. And yeah, she agrees to come uh, as quickly as she can. It'll probably she says, I'm be. I'm cool. It will probably be. <laughs> I'm cool. Half an hour. For my my cool qualifications, along with the degree that I hang on the wall. It'll probably be like <laughs> half an hour for her to get out there. But yeah, she, yeah. she will. She will come. Okay. Marion has decided that trying to stay cool is definitely the way to go, and a beetle might just start chopping away at your innards. Mm -hmm. Um, but she is gonna like go look at the squished one like is this like anything she's ever seen before it so it doesn't look i will say it doesn't look like exactly like anything you've seen before it yeah. looks a lot like a couple of different types of insects as you look closer at it um yeah. it has a beetle-like body and shell um including some like large pinchers almost like you'd see on like a, a like a large kind of like stag beetle type of thing yeah. It is black. It has those milky segmented eyes. <laughs> and on the back end, it has what looks like it could be some sort of stinger or something as well. It's it's sort of like, um, it feels like a hybrid of things. You're not really familiar with an insect like this. Ugh. Oh, boy. Gosh. Evie is pretty much right back to Barry, and she is just, like, trying to figure this out. Like, because her, this this bug shit, I mean, like, this is not what she does. Uh, <laughs> she deals with, I mean, you know, on a, on a basic level, like, as a person, she's not about the bugs. Mm -hmm. But also, I as far as her magic, as far as what she does, I she is more with the spirit world, with things like that. And so, this, like, with when Barry's eyes were just like, why, like, I don't know, there was a sheet over them before mm -hmm. she even did her magic. Mm -hmm. And I, I think she also sees like that as more, maybe something she can figure out. Yeah. I, yeah. I will ask, uh, is there anything that any of the three of you want to do? And that can include, you know, if you want to do any magic thing, stuff, whatever, before, uh, Dr. Whitner shows up. So I, I was going to try to see if, use magic to banish a spirit or curse from a person. Okay. But I'm also kind of worried that's going to get rid of the seal I have on him and then the <laughs> bugs are going to come out. Is there a way to, like, talk to Barry? I don't know. Also, there is communicate with something that you do not share a language with because I did look at that because I was like, wonder if I could communicate. <laughs> the dead people language, you know. Well, 
I was gonna I was gonna say too. I I was I was thinking, but I was like, no, it's in it's in her stomach. I was gonna see if I could communicate. Oh, you with the want bug. to talk to my stomach bug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh, there's a barrier there. I don't know if the bug's telepathic. I don't know. I don't know if it could hear me. That's kind of wild, and I'm kind of into it though. Yeah, I kind of love it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> let's tr- let's try to she, the other bugs. I mean, Coach Coach Stevens killed the other witness. The other bug witness. So we've got one that's, bug. That's just the first witness well, that Coach Stevens has killed today. Oh boy. <laughs> maybe you know. Maybe if we let up the barrier, there's another bug inside Barry that could have a conversation. I'm like picturing Evie, like <laughs> ear up against a belly, like a pregnant person, just like talking I to know. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're like, "What do I ask the bug?" Because my first question is just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I don't what know. What the I mean, hell, like, man? Knowing more about, like, how they found, where they found Barry, how they found Barry, if, like, there's any sort of intelligence to them at all would be interesting. True. You know what? Let's try to talk to the bug in her stomach. Okay. <laughs> His name's Peter. Hi, I'm the bug. Hello. You gotta roll for it, of course. Oh, uh, what? No. We're just chatting. <laughs> I'm roll. Uh, the, the shoe is going to drop, and that's what oh. I know about this. But um, six plus four is ten. Plus yes! Is ten, which is two, so that's a twelve. Hell beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Hell okay. yeah. Um, so you want to communicate with something you do not share a language with, correct? Yeah. And you want to try and communicate with sure. this bug. All right. Yeah, um, I do. You close your eyes and focus. I'd ask Marion to cut. I was like, Marion... She's fucking trust me, okay? And like, okay. That's, so yeah, she is gonna focus. She's gonna get on her knees and just kind of like touch her stomach. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to drop the rest of it, but I just wanted to get there first. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. I want to hear what you like, how you do this. So you kneel down, touch Marion's stomach, and you see this sort of this inky black energy that you saw before that kind of covered Barry go out from your fingertips and you feel it like almost like a little rush of air just kind of into the stomach and you open your eyes and you're once again you have that like film negative is how you're seeing the world for a moment and the first thing that you notice as you do this is um every you you're used to seeing you can see spirits of dead things you're also very used to seeing the kind of spirit energy of things that are alive you are used to seeing people animals all sorts of things have little bits of live spirit energy to them mm-hmm. the inside of marion there is something that is glowing with an a, a kind of light or energy you have not seen before it is not the energy of a normal living creature. It is the energy of it's something else. You don't know exactly what or what it means necessarily, but this is not just a. Unsurprisingly, this is not just a normal bug. There's something else <laughs> going on here. I don't believe it. And you reach out. What do you? How do you communicate? What do you say? Or what do you ask? So she is going to check herself a, a little bit, not mm-hmm. say, <laughs> "Hey." What are you? What are you doing? Legit. I, I, she is just asking this, but like, what? What do you want? Hey, what is going on? Like, what? I don't. She doesn't know what else to ask. 
the ever tactful Evie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Also, if it gets too, if it gets too like precise and thoughtful, it's just not who she is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you reach out and you ask this, and you hear a response back, Ooh. and it's a little strange because it sounds the response that you get. You you have the sense of it almost being like a female-ish voice or sound in response, and you also get the feeling that the insect ends up... The the insect is not the... This specific insect is not the thing responding to you. It is like a conduit for Mm. something that is responding to you. And it just goes... Feed. Grow. Spread. No, 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 no. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) Oh. Evie, Evie also pulls the move I'm doing, even though her hand is still on her various stomach, which is that, like, I have created, like, what? multiple what? double chins by, like, pulling my hand back as far as I can. Um, Am I gonna have a bug baby? She can't. I don't think she can hear you while she's doing yeah. this. No. Why? What for? I think that you just, you hear the voice respond and continue to say, Spread. You also, so you will at this point get the sense that what you were dealing with is, because you can communicate with things that can't, don't share your language, but you're also limited with what the intelligence of the thing you're communicating with is. Sure, sure. This strikes you as somewhere between an animal and a human intelligence. Mm. Smarter than, smarter than an insect would be, certainly, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have a full, like, it, this is not interested in having a conversation with you as a person. It does it. Yeah. It's not written into the idle chit chat. Right. Right. Shit. Shit. Well, once she essentially gets the same answer again, she. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I think she almost communicates something that is a little uh, uh, rude, you, but you she know doesn't. The three, the the other two of you hear something that sounds like this voice from Evie. Like Evie opens oh. her mouth and hear the you hear the voice of this thing come out of her mouth. And you can tell it's her channeling whatever this is. Oh, not not great. Uh, so, but instead of cussing out the bug uh, because she doesn't want to upset it because it's in Marion's stomach, yep. upset it anymore that maybe Thank she already you. has. Uh, she just—I mean, I think she says it kind of to herself, like maybe imme- just immediately after she like closes the channel, like she takes mm-hmm. her hands off the, that inky blackness, kind of fades. And she's like, "Fuck." <laughs> I mean, yeah. What? What's this? Po- what's the podcast rating? <laughs> oh, E. Yeah, yeah. E for explicit. Oh, okay. You're good. That's what I thought. That's what e I thought. E for everyone, like, an, yeah. like a video yeah. game yeah. podcast or video game rating. Um, no. I mean, I think Kurt turns to Marion and it's like, what? What? What is going? What is going on here? What is this like? Is this like what happened before? I don't know. I I've what never seen before? anything like this, and I've I've asked I've asked if someone can look into it, but. I God, I don't know. What before? Like what? Like the the thing? Uh, the house? This you, paper? You, you know? No, oh. no, no, no. You know the house? You you remember? Like something something weird there, like that? There weren't shitty fucking bugs in the house. Just your regular bog standard haunted house, you know? <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Just playing your she, finger. She holds yes. up her her finger that part of it is gone. I don't know. Uh, anyway, the the bug that the, oh God, it didn't have it. Just f- feed, spread, grow, whatever. That's all it. 
it was like it's like a, a woman's voice or but i don't i didn't see anything else i mean i saw it i mean i saw the bug i saw the energy and it's not regular energy it's not bug energy hmm. but it's energy it is something and it is so you're are you saying that it's something is controlling these bugs something else I don't, it i i have no idea i don't know i don't know what these bugs are i don't if it's a, i don't know maybe oh. probably because it's not, but yeah, but I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's not a bug. It's not bug energy. But I don't. I, that doesn't. I mean, I don't think I've, I, I've not, I've not run into bugs possessed by ghosts <laughs> or anything. So I don't know. I don't know. But there's probably something out there in the park. Um, I think at this point, Doctor Whitner has shows up. Like you see the her car pulling up, and she's driving a sort of. Um, uh, it's a beat up Cadillac. It, <laughs> she's. She's not a doctor who has necessarily or seems to, well, you don't know how much money she has, but she does not seem to be flashy. She does not drive a fancy car or display <laughs> a lot of wealth. She pulls up and gets out of the car. What's, uh, what, Kurt, what's going on? What, what exactly do you need? Um, you, you need, you said you need, you had a friend who was in distress. You needed something looked at. What's, what's happening? Could I have done one thing before, one other yeah, thing before absolutely she arrived? Absolutely you can, Yes. Um, so just when I went inside, I called her. Mm-hmm. Um, I also went down to the basement of the house, mm-hmm. and there's like a there's like a big. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at Lacey's face <laughs> as I say this. And there's so a bunch skeptical. of children chained up down yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> My God! No, there's like there's like a big meat freezer down there. And it's not less it creepy. I need nope. you to know that. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. And he opens it up and you don't, you know, like th- the way the camera's angled, you don't see what's inside there. But he just like reaches down in it and like pops something into his mouth and starts to kind of like suck on it. Um, A completely normal high school principal. <laughs> um, but Tommy, I'm hoping that I can um, I can try to use magic to heal one harm. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can give you can give me a roll for that. Uh, that's a, that's a three, uh, so I don't think that, I don't think that I succeeded. <laughs> um, no, so you <laughs> no. Um, no. you suck on this thing. You focus for a minute, and I think that Evie, you get a flash because you're still in this midst of communicating with this thing, and you're sort of in your spirit world. You see, it's almost like a little explosion goes off, off to your left where the house is. You just see this, like, in your, in as you're in the spirit world, you see this burst. And you, like, turn your head for a moment and look over. And it was like this weird, you don't even know exactly what happened, but there was some sort of strange energy burst that came from the basement of Kurt's house. And Kurt, you this this wasn't enough. It didn't heal you of the harm, unfortunately. And you felt this sort of like something went wrong as you were trying to kind of do what you do and heal yourself back up. And you're pretty sure that you know that Evie would have noticed this okay. happen. Okay, sounds good. And so then, fast forwarding back to um, when when the doctor has arrived. So then, Doctor Whitmer shows up. Yes. Uh, yeah, hi, hi, doctor. Um, yeah, so, um, we've got a bit of a problem. Oh my god, she's bleeding. Do you need me to look at that? And she's pointing at Evie now, because your hand is still <laughs> The least of up. our problems. <laughs> 
I know, like, I, I, you know, suffered one harm from it. How, how, like, bad is it? Like, it's sort of like someone put a nail into your hand. Um, oh, big So, yikes. yeah. Uh, we all could no, use I'm, help. I'm, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I, whatever, I don't know, whatever. She is, uh, she just doesn't like that, like, now some, like, she doesn't know this doctor. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She's fine. She just kind of holds it. Okay. It's like, I have some something. things that can help you with that. If you need, like, just some antiseptics and stuff to put on it, just to kind of make sure that it, it heals up okay. Do do them first. We might need help with that, and, and I, I need you to look at my hand, too. But yeah. I, we have more pressing matters first. But, um... Yeah. I just... And he... He... Uh, you know, they, they didn't see this before, but in a similar way that he did with, uh, with the police officer, he kind of leans forward and says... I just, I just need to make sure that you're not gonna tell anybody about what we're about to tell you. Okay. So you are you using your move to do this? Yeah. Okay. So uh, please roll plus charm. Your mystery move. Uh, that's an eight. An eight. Okay. So hold one. Um, and so that is that what you're using the whole that's four the one, to? Yeah. Okay. Just don't tell anybody Terrific. about this. Okay. Yeah. Um, she says, Kurt, you know that we, uh, we are in full confidence. Uh, Doctor-patient confidentiality, of course, of course. Perfect. Thank you, Dr. Dr. Whitmer. So you can see here, and he kind of points to, points to Barry. It's like, this is a friend of ours. His name's Barry. He, something, something happened. And, well, he's not even the one that we need you to look at. Uh, she, she will take a minute. Seeing how bad Barry is, she kind of pauses you and like leans into the car. Well, actually, is, mm, it's, mm. is it locked up at this point? Is it? It's closed. Is it locked? It's closed. I don't yeah. know. I guess we probably. Well, I don't know if it's it. locked, but okay. She opens the door and like leans in and looks and like she. You hold, see her hold a hand up. Uh, like d- she's he, okay. He's well. He's dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, Doctor. Right. It might be best to back, back, back away. I, I, he's okay. not an issue. Okay. All right. What's, sorry. Well, so what's, I'm sorry. What, what is the, so the dead person is not the issue. Correct. So okay. when we were, when we were examining <laughs> totally him, he, he was dead already. But when, when we were examining him, two bugs crawled out of his, and he looks over at, at Marion and, and Evie at his eye, right? And his, what was his eye? What was his mouth? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like looking at at, at at Kurt to say, okay, we are really we're we're just gonna explain it all. That's the type of doctor we got. Okay, great. <laughs> so they crawled out of him and one of them one of them crawled into Ms. Hathaway here. Um, I believe that it's still in her stomach. The other one and he points at the hood of the car, the other one is is there. Yeah, and it's it's still alive. I it it wiggles. I need, I I I couldn't get it out. I tried coughing. I tried vomiting, and it's it's in there. I don't. I'm okay. trying to stay cool. <laughs> Got to get would, it out. I can pro- I can give you an ipecac, something to kind of induce vomiting. The only other recommendation I could make. Uh, I couldn't give you anything. I I don't have anything that I think would kill it without potentially significant harm to you. Um, you would, I would have to recommend that you get an x-ray or some, some sort of imaging done to see if perhaps someone could do surgery to get it removed. Oh, Uh, but I do have, and she goes into her car and opens her trunk and back there, there's just this like sat, this big medical bag and it is 
just full of loose, scattered things. You see some syringes <laughs> in there, um, so a, a bunch of different bottles. She reaches in and she pulls something out, looks at it, puts it off to the side, reaches and pulls something else out. Okay, it's here, I have reputable. right here. Yeah, th- you can take this um, and see if that'll help get it up. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know that we have time for surgery. I got to at least I'll try this first. Okay. So, yeah, I'll grab the bottle, I'll check to see what the dose is, just go quietly off to the side and see okay. if I can barf up a bug. You go off to the side and you swig it, uh, and you're standing there and you feel your phone buzz. Oh, for fuck's Okay. Thanks. <laughs> is it like, is it the one buzz of a notification? It or is, is the it... one buzz of a text notification. Okay. <laughs> so as my stomach heaves, I'm going to pull that out. And uh, check and see. You flip your phone open and it is a text from Helen. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just says, Oracle Vision, find other attack, cover up, look for a house. And as you read the last words, look for a house, you start vomiting into the bushes. (laughs) Great. I hold the phone away. (laughs) That is where... We will so close classy. our episode oh, God. for now. <laughs> oh. Gross. This podcast was created using Monster of the Week, written by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. It is based on an original adventure written by Tommy Witty. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the Nature of My Game podcast at N-O-M-G podcast on Twitter and Instagram or at N-O-M-G To support us on Patreon, please visit www.patreon.com slash N-O-M-G podcast.